As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Pennies Going In Raw is a production of iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry and the stock market. Enjoy! On this episode of Pennies Going In Raw, we go over some DD on some stocks, talk about the Christmas run-up, and new positions. You find out life's this game of pennies. Oh, you guys know we only have a 40% runner. Hello? 40% right is a fucking killing. We've been compliant for too long. It's time we go to war. I don't have a Roth. Q knows so much about the market that his brain doesn't have enough room for grammar. Hey, who told me about Ibex? It's going up a shit ton now. Rob, 4%, baby. No way. 4 fucking percent. You asked the exact same question with two words <laughs> different. It's like, fuck, man, I just got dick whipped for like 20%, and now that f***er's up like 50. I bet Warren Buffett never did that. I'm just making this voice memo to call out unusual whales to a fight. The pennies we need are everywhere around us. Pennies. 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 Going in raw. Featuring Dan, Deity of Dicks, and Hugh Honey. Produced by Vinny and Christian. Let's, Let's go, go, baby. Welcome back to another episode of Pennies Going in Raw. Today is Wednesday, December the 15th, and you wanted to talk about our calendar. Uh, we mentioned it before. We do have a retail day trader calendar coming out with tricks and tips on for each month and also a P&L and how many trading days of the year are left. Kind of keep you up on all things trading, man. All things on the stock market, just... Uh, keep up that can be your little trading journal we just talked about it yeah yeah no it, it's really cool i think we're gonna do a pre-sale so uh we want to get these to everyone before the and New before year, the beginning yeah. of next year yeah and but the only thing is that we have to order them first and you know we don't want to under order and over order so what we're gonna do is is that with this episode on wednesday we're going to we're, we're gonna do a discount so we're gonna do like a 40% discount. Like basically, like we truly think that this is going to be really cool and really helpful for everybody. Um, like like Dan says that there's going to be a PL thing. There's also going to be like FOMC meetings, you know, remind you of your taxes. You know, there's gonna there's gonna be a Roth IRA contribution deadline on there. And then uh, and then the part that I think is really cool is that also 
every month there's going to be quotes from different traders that you know that that we that we've had on the podcast and even ones like Warren Buffett so like January is is May it's the backside of the trade comes 10 times faster and um and so it's just going to be like little reminders stuff like that uh we're really excited for this uh we teamed up with Benzinga Pro and uh and uh Irish for this and uh and we're excited so like I said though is that we're going to do the presale it's going to be like 30, 40% off. And that's to ensure that one, we order enough and two, you get it before you get it before the new year. So if you want a calendar, if you're even thinking about the calendar, this will be the literal only deal on it. And this is the only way to ensure that you get it before January. I think we talked about it, what, five episodes ago, how important it is to journal and track your trades. This is how you can do it. You know, like I, I have a family calendar right now that I use for like my P&L and for my notes and stuff. And it just gets so cluttered that like I, I go back and read. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Now, this is something that like Dan and I will be using um, and, and we're and we're stoked about it. So look out for that. We're going to include it with this episode. Get the presale. Just get the presale. If, if you've been thinking about it, get the presale and then uh, and you'll have it by by the new year. Yeah. Bob, for your trading friends, too. And. You had a bad day today. I mean, hey, we'll just we'll just start it off with just being real. Um, I had a good day because um, I was in ALZN and it ran up. I did tell you about it around two dollars, and you know, I guess, yeah. And um, yeah, it hit around three thirty in the after hours. Has options too, uh, mainly just a phase one run up. But I mean, uh, how how are you feeling about your your poor day trading decisions today? You know, see, that's a frustrating. That's the fucking frustrating thing is that is that most of most of the I lost like ninety one today. Most of that is from day trades, and it actually only comes down to really two day trades. Like of the ninety one, seventy five came down to two day trades, and I just I get so damn frustrated when uh when I'm like a little green on something and then it goes down on a day trade, and I'm like ah you know what like I'm just gonna average down here, and then when it pops back, that's when I'm gonna sell it. And uh, and it never works out that way. Like it truthfully never works out that way. And I get so damn stubborn. <sighs> you know, it's just fucking annoying. It, it's it's honestly like, it, it's honestly just annoying. And 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 the thing is that uh, what I'm noticing is like in in the past week, my uh, day trading wins, yeah, day trading wins, um, are just about the same as my day trading losses. And I mean that shouldn't be like that. Um, which is annoying. It's fucking annoying. It's just really fucking annoying. Like uh, a lot of this year, it feels like it's been one step forward, one step back for me. And I mean, like, listen, I'm having a great year. Like, if I do this every year for the rest of my life, I'll be, I'll be sitting fine, comfy. Yeah, yeah, I'll be. You know, I mean, I won't be driving. You know, I won't be driving in a Maybachs like Gary and you know Zach. Uh, but like I said, is that it's just I, I have I haven't been feeling like I've been trading that great and maybe it's because we were so used to such a great market for the last 16 months that i got so used to that kind of like you know everything goes up stocks never go down um and honestly like that's probably what it is like the second that we heard you know offerings are good by the offering you know that probably should have been like the like telltale moment that like this is top like this is like this is the hottest the market will ever be um but you know, really no complaints. I'm I'm excited for where I'm finishing the the end of the year. I'm um I'm actually so going into the going to the begin going to the beginning of most years I try and go cash. Like I try and just start fresh. But with the recent 
I'll even call it a collapse of small caps. I've actually been starting in on new positions um, and deploying more capital, which is completely opposite of what I usually do. It might be fucking stupid. Like, it might be stupid. Why do you usually like to go cash at the end of the year? I like to start fresh with stuff. I like, uh, you know, it's the end of the quarter, beginning of the new year. I like to, uh, I like to start cash, and I like to just, uh, you know, kind of, kind of say this is where I'm at to start January one or you know whatever the first trading day is. And uh, you know, I don't know, it's like one of those like mental things. And um, and that's because usually we have the Santa rally into the end of the year. So it's like, uh, uh, so I usually feel content with, you know, selling up there because I'm like, okay, everything's up like 10%, you know, like everything's, everything's had a nice little rally inside the past three weeks. You know, this is perfect. Um, you know, let me, let me call it a day here and I'll start fresh, you know, and, um, and this year it's actually different for me. I'm uh, like I said, I'm putting on new positions and stuff. And I actually think that we could see some kind of volume, some kind of liquidity similar to last year. And do you think that liquidity can head into like the January, February for like an ultimate retail run again, like we saw last year? Yeah, I don't necessarily know if it will be like last year where it was like two names took over the world because uh, that was just that was like 13 Unheard Sigma. Of, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, that would be sick. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that would be super sick. But uh, but the the chances of that it comes down to the statistical basic you know statistics and uh, that would just be, <laughs> I mean that would be like twenty sigma for it to happen two years in a row at the same time. So uh, but more what I'm looking at is that all these freaking small caps, even large caps, the big disconnect that we've seen, um, I I wouldn't be shocked if those saw a really good bounce. Like I mean uh, I mean this ALDN they 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 that you know you were talking you and I were talking about it sub two you know you told me that like one eighty eight it's trading at two thirty as we were talking three thirty uh, I mean that's yeah th- or oh, holy fuck yeah three thirty like that's a that's a that's insanity um you know I mean that's that's doubled so or you know effectively almost doubled so it, it's one of those things where like it, I don't think it'll take much. You know, like ALZN, ALZN was trading once at 10. Like, like I had shares of ALZN at 10. Um, and there's so many names like that. Like, that's not, like, that's not, that's not uncommon for a lot of these small cats, especially the bios. I mean, they've gotten smoked. So I, I don't think it, I don't think that it'll take much for some of these to bounce back, especially if, like, we talked about, SPY really becomes like kind of inside like a range and just becomes like this major chop. For maybe maybe really like a few months, and we see yeah more volume coming to small caps. I mean, we could really see some bounce backs. I mean, ALZN three thirty, it still can double from here and not even be where it was. You know, like most of these RSIs are at ten, fifteen, twenty. You know, that's ridiculous. So I'm really excited. I think it like uh, I know I'm gonna eat my words for saying this. But I think we're at the point of like, how much lower can it go? And I know that's like I know yeah, to eat. My I never, words. I never say that, and it turns out well. I know, I know, I know. I'm going to eat my words saying that, but that that's kind of how it feels. Is that all these names are down? If you if it's down seventy percent, I'm okay with taking a starter. Especially it comes down to what we talked about in the last episode. If I can find a catalyst, and I can find like a timeline. And it kind of feels like like if I'm if I'm buying this thing on the ask and it's physically moving the price up three percent, 
that means that sellers are exhausting. That I mean, so then if, if sellers are exhausting, you just got shorts packed in there. I mean, you get a little bit of news. It can triple. And even if it triples, now listen, if you're a, like a, like this is the other side of this. If you're a bag holder of some of these, I mean, yeah, it, the thing could double or triple and it might only come close to your average. But if you can average down, you know, and again, you can have that risk to reward and that systematic trading. I mean, I truly think like small caps could heat up hard simply because, like I said, is that most of these have gotten destroyed. I was looking around today and uh, I was just doing like a little scan and stuff. I mean, I mean, bios specifically have just gotten demolished, demolished. Uh, so I'm really excited going to be basically I'm excited. I'm excited for for the beginning of next year. All right. Well, um, don't check your phone because uh, Zach just responded to your uh, PNL with uh, a one word tweet with uh, loser. Uh, yeah, so, he's nice. I like yeah. him. He's it's it's all just to motivate, you know. To make sure you get better every day. That's all he wants from us. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. So you did say you were kind of adding some positions and they were mainly, you know, these small caps that have been beaten down. Uh, is there any certain in particular you want to kind of talk about and give some of your little DDs on? Let me see. Basically, yeah, so I did add a few positions. The one position that I did add more of, so I added dats and I added games specifically uh, this week. So dats, I have a 310 average. Um, it closed at 306 today. Um, that closed, I mean, that hit 52 week lows today. This thing hit 18. Guess how long ago? Just just throw out a guess. Uh and what's it at right now? It's at under three. It closed at 306. Holy shit. Um uh two three two and a half weeks ago. Let's say twelve. I'll stick with my twelve trading days. Dude. Okay, well, not that, but uh, two months ago from today, it was trading at 17. Oh, damn. That's crazy how the days just blend together. I could have swore Dats was only like two weeks ago, man. <laughs> but so this thing was trading at 17 and just hit a 52-week low. Um, you know, it's been straight down. They still, I, I haven't, truthfully, I haven't done like great DD on it yet. It, it's really it just a um, new IPO. It hadn't even been open 52 weeks, has it? No, no, God, no. I mean, this thing was basically vertical from, from opening, and now it's just straight down. Um, I, I, I even think the, uh, I think the IPO was like was at $3 or something, and it hit 280 today. So it's below the IPO. 
Um, so I, so I like it here. The, the, I know that they have a desktop version coming out. Now, listen, I'm not saying that that's is going to be the next phase, but for a trade right here, I could see this thing going back to five. Hell, I could see this thing going back to 10. Um, you know, I know for a fact that they have a desktop version coming out. I have an email into the company and, uh, and also I want to know like how many users they're at. Because, I mean, Zach Morris alone probably bought in 50,000 users, right? I mean, like, like probably alone bought 50,000 users. God, they should just give them equity, honestly. Um, but so, so I like it here. I like it, I like it here. Like I said, I have a starter. Um, if it gets down to 250, I'll really scale in. But uh, right now, I'm, I'm fine with taking a starter here uh, uh, while I start to do DD on it. And then there's gain. Uh, oh, also, that's market cap is 60 million. Like, we PGIR could buy that, you know, with how much we make off this podcast. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I may have to take out a loan. <laughs> but so, so game. Speaking of market, game is a forty-four million dollar market cap. Okay, this thing was trade. This thing hit fourteen in August. I mean, this thing hit fourteen in August, um, twenty days ago. Like, this is how wild the last, like, month has been for small cap. 20 days ago, it hit 550. So it's basically down 50% in twenty in less than 20 days. Um, actually, closer to, like, really, like, three weeks. Uh, well, I guess that's 20 days. <laughs> but, um, but so then, I was in them earlier, and I sold them on the, they popped to, like, 14 on, on good earnings reports. Their earnings reports alone have been killer. They also, I saw a barstool ad with them. They, uh, they did a barstool ad. Like, Dats has a barstool ad. Uh, yeah, am I saying that right? Yeah, Dats, wait, no, game. What the fuck am I, wait, hang on, time out. I don't know what, I don't know how I'm getting these two. Dats had barstool. Dats had barstool. Sorry, sorry, just adding to Dats. Dats had barstool, but game, so game has, Games revenue was up 130% last quarter. Okay. Um, they also, like I said, their market cap's 44 million and uh, their, their full year 2021 revenue was 37 million. So basically, their revenue is their market cap. I feel like that gives pretty good risk reward. The other thing is that they're suing um, some of the other major players inside. Um, they're, they're suing some of the other major players inside this space okay they also on november 30th got a price target of seven dollars that's more than 120 percent from here um so i really like that one as well um the other thing is that is that you know they have the cnbc like founder tom rogers uh, as their chairman i i just i like it a lot here like i said i think it's cheap 44 million um you know similar uplisting and uh, and and like I said, is that you know I'm gonna continue to DDD. I have a starter on um, right here. I think it's underneath three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a starter on at like two ninety two. And uh, I mean, like like what? If these things go to like ten million dollar market cap, like we'll just fucking buy them. Like I, like we'll just <laughs> like we'll just. What buy are we gonna do I, with a fucking uh, app that's like Snapchat and Twitter combined? What are we gonna do with that, dude? I don't know. I don't know. But at ten million, we'd be stupid not to. We could do something with, I mean, or even like game, you know, like game. Fuck it. We'll do like a hostile PGIR takeover, you know, um, we'll, we'll figure it out, brother. 
You know, like at 10 million, you know, if they're doing 40 million in revenue, come on, we'll walk away with that few mil, right? Yeah, we'll sell it to someone. We'll, we'll sell yeah, it we'll again. Sell, yeah, we'll sell. Like, listen, so that's why I like these risk rewards. Like I said, the technicals are lining up. These things have been, got, these have been getting killed. You know, like I've had a lot of cash on the sideline recently. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to make some money, baby. You know, like I haven't, like I haven't had like a 300 percent uh, month on the portfolio in like a year and a half. Like I need one of those. You know, that does sound nice. I wouldn't mind. Okay, so I know we mentioned ALZN earlier, um, and we know it's running up. Kind of do the phase one data. Phase one's always kind of like almost a surefire shot kind of thing. Um, what? And and you before we even you know talked about it on here we kind of you mentioned you had some worries about it and you know you 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 did your DD on it I did mine and by I did mine I meant I looked at the price and was like damn okay phase one data I can do this um, and you know I'm up eighty percent and you didn't buy it so um, let's hear let's hear your DD man hey, that's a good one I'm up eighty percent and you didn't buy it. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So the first thing is that, you know, I mean, I'm always skeptical of bios. Um, but again, they've gotten killed. So from like a trading perspective alone, most of these are probably not at bad levels, especially if again, there's that timed catalyst with this one. You know, like there's a timed catalyst um for ALZN and it's down 85, 90%. Like that's pretty good risk to reward. Like that, I I like that. That's good to risk to reward. I'm an idiot for not buying. I was waiting for sub two again, and I didn't get it. So now I almost bought it three ten today. Literally the day after, uh, I told you it started getting volume, and I was like, "Damn, I guess that's you." I was like, "I guess that's you buying it." And it but but like you said, is that you know before? So so uh, first of all, I'm not gonna comment on any of the sciencey shit because that would just be stupid of me. Yeah, we know nothing about science. Um, yeah, we know like literally, uh, Miss 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 Hogworth. No, that wasn't her name. She, she get a fucking she she's founded the school Harry Potter went to. <laughs> but no, I was thinking of my uh, oh Miss Waterson, my chemistry teacher sophomore year. She if she heard me talking like I almost failed chemistry that year. Um, well, we're not asking you to read a periodic table, man. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So let me start off. So ALZN, um, they released a 10Q yesterday, which would have been the 13th of December. And my biggest worry is the cash. Okay. So they so they have so first off, it's good because well, the good part is that they have cash. Okay. They have a lot more cash than what they did have. The bad part is that it's not a lot. Okay, they have about 13 million in cash. Now, from my experience, that's not really enough cash to make it through another clinical. Maybe it is, but in my experiences, in my experience, most clinicals cost upwards of more than 13 million. Okay? So that's one thing that I worry about is that if they if the phase 1 is good, then uh, you know they'll have to. They'll probably have to raise unless they get some kind of investment to do the clinical. Which I, I don't. Maybe they could. Maybe they could. But uh, but that would that would be. I don't know if they have enough cash at the current burn rate um, for that to be feasible. Um, the other thing that I that I read inside the 10Q and 
Sorry, give me one second. Get it. Here we go. So during the six months ended October 31st, net cash used in operating activities was $3.3 million. This consisted primarily of a net loss of $5.9 million, partially offset by non-cash charges of $2 million, and an increase in our net operating assets and liabilities of 600000 The non-cash charges primarily consisted of stock-based compensation expense. The increase in our net operating, uh, net operating assets and liabilities were due to an increase in accounts payable and incurred expenses and decrease in prepaid expenses and other cash er, in other current assets. During the six months ended October 31st, net, use, net cash used in operating activities was 648000 This consisted primarily of a net loss of $2.7 million, partially offset by non-cash charges of 1.2 million and an increase in our net operating assets liabilities of 812,000. The non-cash charges primarily considered the stock-based compensation. Um, that's the one part where I worry about it because uh, on one hand, hey, listen, it's really, you know, it, this thing is really beat down. You know, I mean, this thing opened IPO day like 30 or something crazy. And, uh, and it's all the way down here to like two or three. You've also gotten word from like I think it was Todd all tweeted like uh, he has no intentions of selling it and he has sell, sold none. Don't quote me exactly, but I know that for a fact. He said I haven't sold any. Um, I haven't sold any. I'd have to file that, etc. So on one hand, it's super beat down. You have huge filers that say that they're going to hold this thing or are holding this thing, and uh, and you have this potential for phase one good data. Um, but like I said, is that the one thing that I worry about is that they have to raise, um, you know, they're a bio, they're basically a startup. Um, and so they'll have to dilute, especially because like, again, it's a good thing that they're so beat up. If, if you're like Dano and you have a, um, and you have, you know, an average that's really low, but the market cap's 260 million. So if they wanted to raise $40 million, they'd have to increase the flow a good amount of money. I mean, a good amount, you know, 267 million was, is the market cap. If they wanted to raise 26 million, they'd have to dilute 10% of the company. So that's one of the things that I worry about. Again, though, if, I mean, the volume today was 56 million shares. So that would be, you know, I mean, the, so the offering would basically be done in a day. So maybe it's one of those things where so much volume comes into this off good data that who cares if they raise you know it's like amc amc raised like a billion dollars it didn't do anything to the stock when they're raising so maybe that's the other play in this um but that is the one thing that i worry about but like i said i think that it gives really good risk reward especially if you're sub three um especially running up into data the thing that i would probably do is is that as we get closer to that date or that timing and even if it goes further you know let's just say that this thing gets up to four cut half. You know, like, listen, I had some guy DM me that that felt like he knew the science behind it and felt like he like it was a slam dunk. Um, you know, if I told him that, hey, you know, I don't know. It's 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 out of my lane. I don't know enough about it. Um, so if I were playing it, I'd probably sell at least half before. But hey, if you know the science behind it, power to you, brother. You know, like yeah, this dude, is, if it's a slam dunk, take the ball to the fucking hoop, baybe. Yeah, listen, at 200 million dollar market cap, like that's ridiculous. If, if if truly they do have good fa good phase one data and they continue to keep this ball rolling and they can keep their 
the the big thing is is with all of these companies is the cash position. You know, if they can keep their cash position okay and keep the ball rolling, I mean, they'll be a they'll be a five billion dollar company in a matter of years. Truly, in a matter of years, like before 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 Dan gets married, ALZN could be like a five billion dollar company. That's not saying much. <laughs> now, now that is not. You could be married next year, brother. Uh, you know, you could. <laughs> There'd have to be some very drastic changes in my life for that to happen. And mainly it would involve me meeting a girl that would put up with me for a while. And then also me deciding that I can be monogamous. Um, <laughs> so so I like I like the restaurant. I like the trade. Um, the one thing is that I wouldn't hold a full position in the data, even if he, I wouldn't hold a full position in data. But that goes with any bio. Um and yeah, I mean, let's see where it goes. You know, it's 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 been trading great. Um, and I mean, who knows? You know, on phase one data again, this is one where it's been so beat down that who says that this can't hit ten on phase one? I mean, on good data. I mean, truthfully, like like this could. Yeah, and and full yeah, and full transparency. Like my average is like one ninety nine, one ninety eight. Um, it just happened to be like kind of one of the talks of the town today, which is why we're mentioning a little late. Um, however, you know, I, I did trend some solely cause you know, hit above three is a 50% gain, you know? And also I had options too. So I'm holding some of those into it, but yeah, no, we just make up money know. on the options. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the two fifty ones for this month are up like 180%. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, if it would have stayed above three thirty, it's kind of like trickling around three right now, but, uh, yeah, I was really hoping to just go buku after hours and I could wake up and be done for the week. <laughs> I'm really um, I'm I'm looking at the chart and I'm such a dumbass. Like two two was clearly bottom on this thing. Like and if this gets over three fifty, I mean it's like a it looks like a clear path to five, like from the chart. I mean Can't say I didn't told you so, man. Oh my <laughs> God, what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Okay, well, um, someone wanted uh, us to talk about trading mobile a little bit. Obviously, a little difficult. You can't be just doing everything. And, and mainly, I think it's, this is going to sound very, you know, obvious. It's mainly for just buying and selling. Hey, you see something finally cheap. You have your alarms. But you're not trying to day trade shit that just got out of a halt, you know? I think that's the first thing. It's it's for trading when you're not at the computer. And there's you're going to have to find out each different app. Like I prefer to trade on TD Ameritrade, even though most people prefer Thinkorswim. Um, same same person, but 
you know, it's all about preference. Like charting, I'll even have to use Weeble for. Uh, so it's just like rotating them out, seeing which one's quicker. Because, I mean, a, a lot of it is just coming down to just uh, getting getting out those trades when you need to, when you're uh, in the bathroom at work or hiding from your boss or whatever the case may be. Because in the stock market, news can happen anytime. You know, after hours at 630, your stock, you know, gets the best news ever. It's running up. It's squeezing. You got to sell some. And you're not always at the PC. Uh, what, what, do you have any tips for, for mobile trading at all? Yeah, the the one thing that I'll say is that if you're a mobile trader, I mean, you truly have to stay in your lane. You have to find what works for you. I know some guys on the there's some guys on the West Coast that email that email me, um, that DM me that they get to tr- because they're on the West Coast, they get to trade from like four in the morning until eight in the morning, and then they head to work. You know, and so they only trade for those four hours, and they day trade, and then they're off to work. If you're on the East Coast. Obviously, you're probably at work when the market opens. Some of the guys, they try and trade inside the bathroom. I really think that's super dangerous um, because if you can't get to the bathroom that one day, I mean, you're fucked. I mean, listen, if you're going to day trade for five five minutes in the bathroom, fine, whatever. But that would have to be some crazy. I mean, I think you'd be taking on some crazy risk to make any money because if you I mean that would that would be crazy. I mean I'm just thinking about it. I just, I just like to use it. Just buying, adding to swings, and scaling out of swings. I think is the, the best option for by it. far, by far. That, what I would say is that is that I would take you know again stay in your lane stuff with similar to ALZN stuff that is just completely bottomed. You know, and maybe it's one of those things where like you add like two percent of your portfolio, and then if it's down five, another five percent, you just add two percent, and then on any green day above five percent. You sell some, you know, like basically just trading around the core of bottomed out stocks. That's that's what I've seen. Most guys that are mobile, most guys and girls that are mobile that uh that work full time is that that's what they've had the most success with. Like I said, uh, bottom stocks trading around the core, um, tra- trading around the core. That's what I've seen with the most success. Um, you know, but if it's one of those things where like. Yeah, you get an hour, hour and a half break. Sure, go for it. But um, but the biggest thing is going to be not to force anything and to stay in your lane. You know, like once you create that systematic approach and once you create like that really high win strategy, just stick to that. Even if it's not big growth, you know, anything is better than losing. Something is better than losing. Yeah, I think right on with the trading around the core is definitely going to be the right way to mobile trade. I think just being able to like get those, get those, get those, get them out, get them out, get them out. Like if I saw like even while we're recording and I have my phone and I see something I'm in just hopped up 10 percent, I'm selling some of my phone real easy. Uh, and I think, you know, just real simple segment on that. Just uh, don't overdo it. Um, and yeah, uh, scale in, scale out. We love you guys, and we'll see you on Sunday. Peace. Pennies Going in Raw is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 